0: I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team want to log. If they log, I'm quiet as a mouse. Love, but if they want, keep tired. Yeah. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Kaville. you yeah. know what he be talking talkin about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking yeah. talkin about. They compress the analytic data with your hip-hop. Yeah. If you know them like I know them, they gonna tell you if your team, if they want to log. So listen to yes, professor,
1: yes sir, yes and sir. And pay attention, because so he going to teach yes, a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. With Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Welcome to episode 389, Inside the HBCU Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBCU Dash for all things HBCU Sports. For institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA. We your insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs and the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Njada Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, with filming from our home studios and sending a signal out. JCH 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio, multi-hall of famer that is, Ralph Cooper in a beautiful home of Texas Southern University. From Houston, Texas. A little wet, Houston, Texas. But with that being said, we'll keep it moving. Good to have both of you old gentlemen on today. No doubt, no How's doubt. How's Charles?
2: Yeah, doing well, doing well. It is finals week. Finals week is upon us. Uh, but I tell you what, we had some tremendous action this past weekend with the Swag Track and Field Championships here in Houston. We had baseball. It was a, a, a full
1: weekend, Doc. Yes, it was, and it's still a full week going on. Uh, named certain champions are being named this time. of your softball, track and field, men's and women's. Uh, and so it'll be fascinating in terms of see what's going on. Got a couple more tournaments, a couple more championships uh, to crown this week as well. So fascinating to see how things move forward. And we'll get into a little bit of that discussion. Mike, how are you doing today?
3: Oh, pretty good. Are how, you how you fellas doing? I came in here hot today. <laughs> came in here hot. Hey, but uh all's good. I echo what CB says. We got we got all kinds of spring stuff uh happening. We got track and field, we got baseball, we got we tournaments kicking off tomorrow. As no a matter of fact, we got seedings that have been made, that all is good and all is well. We got folks that have been named to all this, all that, all world. So Plenty to get in. Plenty to get into.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. you even got the softball for the swag starting today.
3: the feel Getting into
1: it. In fact, you got a couple of games in the books in terms of what's going on uh, in terms of what took place today. Uh, you have um, early scores in, in the swag uh, with Bethune-Cookman defeating Texas Southern 6-0. to zero. Mm. Uh, You have Rambling, getting their first victory in the tournament in, in about a decade or so, defeating FAMU three to one. FAMU got into the tournament this past weekend. They had to play a remake up a game, and it was huge. If they won, they were in essentially, and they would jump up oddly enough to the third seed. If they lost, they were out. And so with the win, they jump in the third seed, and they push Jack State to the fourth seed, and Alabama A&M falls off crazy thing about it, they were all tied in terms of the division, but that's how the triple tiebreakers fall, and it leads the Bulldogs outside of the tournament uh, <clears throat> with family in and pushing Jackson State down, which means uh, you have Jackson State actually playing Prairie View now in terms of that matchup. Fascinating going on. Uh, rain delay in terms of what took place there. Uh, presenting a final score uh, of – Two to one, watching the highlights of that game here. Uh in in the first, yeah, Prairie View Leading 1-0, top of the second, and see what's going on there. But uh, we got scores live going on. So we'll see how that uh, continues to push through in terms of those updates with that taking place there. Well, being said, let me get into some news of the day. I'm gonna start with Mike. What news of the day that has you on your mind and your interest in terms of what's taking place?
3: Well, uh, well, you just talked about softball. So SWAC announced the uh, softball postseason awards. So Alabama State's Kendra Aldoramas named player of the year, uh, along along <clears throat> hitter of the year, while fellow teammate Bailey Greenlee was tabbed pitcher of the year. Prairie View A&M University. I'll say it again, Prairie in case you didn't hear me. Prairie View A&M University's Aaron Talley was selected as newcomer of the year. Ramlan State's Kadasha uh, Collins was, took on Freshman of the Year accolades. Prairie View AM University. I'll say it again Prairie View AM University's B- Vernon Bland was named Coach of the Year after leading Prairie View AM to a Western Division title <laughs> round out the list of individual winners. Congratulations to Coach Bland. Uh, Player of the Year, Hit of the Year, Duramas claimed League Player of the Year honors for the second consecutive season. She currently ranks second in the SWAC on, in on-base percentage at 53%, re, really 0.530, while ranking first in hits, 60 hits, second in runs, 47 runs. She also ranks second in stolen bases, 43 stolen bases, uh, and fifth in batting average, 411, and sixth in RBI, runs batted in, 33 in any league, that is all-star, all-American, all-this, all-sync, all-world uh, stats. And, oh, by the way, what's not here is her slugging percentage, which is well over 500%. Pitcher of the Year Greenleaf was a dominant force inside the circle uh, for the SWAC uh, <clears throat> Eastern Division champions, Ele- uh, Alabama State. She tallied the league-leading 19 wins with a 2.89 ERA. I'll say it again, 2.89 ERA. For you baseball aficionados, that means for every nine innings, people had to work hard to get just under three runs earned. So (laughs) newcomer of the year, Tally was one of uh, the key highlights for the Lady Panthers softball. She ranked second in team batting, 261, 69 uh, total in bats. So she also contributed 19 runs along with 18 hits. Uh, she amassed a slugging percentage as well of 50, 551. Uh, five, five, that's 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 banging the ball, y'all. So uh, congratulations to those folks for their honors. I'll just go first, a few first teamers. Uh, uh, catcher, Viviano Figueroa, Prairie View m first baseman, Benice Sanders, Alabama m second base Jada Gardner from Alabama State. Uh, shortstop, Kadesia Collins, Gremlin State, third base, Serena. Herbert Herb Hoberenson from Alabama AM. Outfield, Kendall from Alabama State, and Jania Davis, Flam and uh, Michaela uh, Arvis from uh, FAMU. U. Pitchers, Bailey Greenlee from Alabama State, Hanley Conn Gonzalez from Bethune, Kaylee Massey from Prairie View AM, and Madison Myers, Alabama State. <laughs> So Prairie View is up there in the mix. I, I you know, I you got to bit. I, I, I joke around, but Prairie View A and Alabama State of Bethune heavily dominated the the, uh, the softball first team. So congratulations to those teams.
1: I'm surprised you
3: didn't start with the
1: way he wanted to make sure he got all that in there. Charles, hey, hey, I'm looking, I'm looking at my watch. Like, oh, we about to go into the fight. <laughs>
3: I want to get all that in.
2: <laughs> oh man, oh, that's wow. right, Charles. What news you got? Well, I, I would stick with the softball thing, but I think Mike got it all. But <laughs> I, I, I will say real quickly: uh, kudos, the Boise Stateers—they captured the CIAA softball crown with an eight-two win over Claflin. Uh, so the Boise State uh, University Bulldogs softball team is headed to. The Division II postseason for the fourth time in school history after capturing the 2023 CIAA Championship at RFP Park, beating the defending CIAA champions of Claflin University by a score of eight to two. So kudos goes out to the Bowie State Bulldogs for clinching
1: postseason birth Good stuff, good stuff. That was very good and
3: efficient. I'm 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 going to stick with
1: you, Charles, uh, because Charles. just had a little too much fun, so I'm going to let you go back again, because if I give it back to Mike, we might not make it out of this first segment.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting it in. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. Get it in. Well,
2: well kudos goes out to Pee's
1: like, preview. I'm hey, in right. I figured he, he's going to make it quick. I'm trying to give him a little something. He's like, no, I'm going to go eat. Yeah, I'm, I'm going see.
2: eat. It, eat. <laughs> oh, the preview women, they claim back-to-back track and field titles. Uh, i tell you what, electric atmosphere out there this past weekend at PV uh, for the swag uh, track and field championships, but the preview uh, AM Lady Panthers claimed a 2023 SWAC Women's Outdoor Track and Field Championship this past Saturday. The win capped off back to back league titles for the Prairie View AM Women Outdoor Track and Field Program. Prairie View, they tallied a league leading 159 total points during the event, uh, followed by Southern with 105, followed by Alabama State with 99, and they finished the meet in second and third place, respectively. And uh, for his efforts, Peruvian Interim ad, uh, interim Head Coach Eric Dixon. He was named the 2023 SWAC Women's Outdoor Track and Field Coach of the Year. Keeping with the track and field theme, Alabama State. They win the uh, Men's Outdoor Track and Field title. As Alabama State Hornets claimed the 2023 SWAT. Men's Outdoor Track and Field Championship this past Saturday. The win marked Alabama State's first league title in the SWAC Men's Outdoor Track and Field uh, since the 2019 season, Alabama State, they uh, tallied the league, lead, 143 points during the event, followed by Texas Southern with 120, and Jackson State uh, rounds it out third with 116 points uh, for their efforts. Uh, Alabama State head coach Richie Bean, he was named the 2023 SWAC Men's Outdoor Track and Field Coach of the Year. So kudos to Prairie View a and uh, women's women's outdoor uh, team, as well as Alabama State uh, tremendous, tremendous atmosphere this past weekend, packed bleachers for the SWAC uh, track and field championship
1: Doc. Yeah, I saw that you were able to get out there and you're sharing a little bit of the highlights for folks to get a touch of it that didn't either get to get out there or see the streaming of the races, but a uh, competitive race on the men's side between Texas Southern, Jackson State, Alabama State, uh, where um, Jackson State and Texas Southern were first and second, and Alabama State was Literally laying in the weeds They come up on the 200 race, I believe it was, and they finished first, second, and third, vaulted them in the first place, and they would not let it go and kind of pulled away to hold off of it. Obviously, that four by four, both men's and women's at the end, were exciting. As Prairie View on the women's side got a hold of it and just pulled away one yeah. by more than 50 yeah. points in terms of how they dominated it, which was fascinating. But it did come to a, a, a great race at the end which Alabama State was in second place between Prairie View and Alabama State, with Prairie View coming from behind uh, in winning that race on the 4 before to really drive uh, those that were supporting the Panthers with uh, being there at Prairie View uh, into a tizzy to see uh, the end of the race. So that was pretty exciting to kind of see how that went down. Yeah,
2: i tell you what, uh, it was uh, funny uh, – uh, tremendous action on the track, but it was uh, you had a few football coaches there. They were kind of taking a look at some of the uh, the track and field athletes, especially uh, <laughs> some, of the, some of the sprinters, because I was talking with Coach Eddie Robinson, and I kind of jumped on him. I was like, you know, that that guy right there would be, be pretty good on the jet sweep, Coach. And he was like, you're right. He would be. I might, <laughs> might, have, might, might have put a bug in his ear. So uh, Coach Eric
1: Dooley, he was out there from Southern. Eddie Robinson was out
2: there. Uh, he had a, a few other uh, coaches and ADs as well, but uh tremendous uh, fun field uh, atmosphere out there at, uh, at the track and field championships.
3: <laughs> Charles gives him a little hint and everything. <laughs> in <church like> <laughs> did it, hey, Charles, time, Charles did, he, Charles, like did he say it like that? Yes, he would. <laughs> he was like, you know As a, as a
1: uh, matter of fact, yeah, exactly. Before we go to this first break, I want to get in this news. You talked about Bowie State winning the CIAA. Uh, since then, the NCAA Division II teams have uh, come up in terms of their seeding. Uh, Bowie State will face, comes in at the number eight seed, and they will face the number one seed in the recent East Stroudsburg in terms of what that looks like. Uh, and then you have uh, Tuskegee. Uh, We talked about Thursday uh, with Edward Waters winning the softball championship and was recognized by Black College Sports Network as the champions of the Division II, uh, if you would, small college uh, ranking for uh, softball in terms of that message. Uh, But wanted to talk about the fact that Tuskegee uh, earns the trip, back-to-back trips in terms of that because Edward Waters is still transitioning uh, from NIA to Division II, even though they're full members of SIC, so they can't represent the SIEC in the conference, so you have Tuskegee. Tuskegee uh, came in also in the AFC as um, they will play Auburn-Montgomery and U of H and at Montgomery uh, Regional in terms of what takes place there, um, coming out of the Sunshine State Conference members. Uh, seed in Tampa, and is paired with the matchup between Gulf Coast Conference members number four, U of H, and number five seed, Mississippi State College. So I wanted to get in there a little bit about what takes place there, Uh, give you some updates in terms of these other programs that are getting it done. Uh, Last thing, I did want to get out of here, because I'll be heading to Montgomery tomorrow uh, to look at the Black College World Series, that's the 2023 version. You have the Division II bracket, if you would, which will feature number one, Albany State, versus number four, Ever Waters. Uh, In that NCAA Division II bracket, you have number two, Savannah State, versus number three, Bullfield State. I got a chance because the Black College Sports Network uh, broadcast the whole team down there, uh, broadcast the SIC tournament. They started uh, last week with track and field, uh, and then early in the week, they hosted the softball, which we told you about. Edward Waters getting it done against Tuskegee in that championship game. But then um, they also had the baseball tournament, which was uh, really impactful in terms of what the Black College Sports Network was able to get done, broadcast and television that game. And I spent my weekend between those other things watching the game. Albany State um, had some classic games, particularly that game that came down between Albany State and Savannah State after both teams got in the loser bracket. Savannah State uh, had a tremendous come-from-behind win. Late in that contest, went to extra innings. Marathon game with Savannah State getting it done over Albany State to put them out of the tournament. Savannah State, you tell, just ran out of gas as they played for the championship on Sunday as they were not able to get it done in terms of winning that. So Spring Hill uh, was able to get it done back-to-back champions in terms of what they were able to do. But uh, kudos for the fight for Albany State, particularly Savannah State in terms of what they were able to do. So we'll see what they can do in this National Black College champion as they will play number three, Bluefield. Then you have the NIA bracket. We talked about Rust uh, losing that tough game to Dillon in their championship down there after winning the regular season. They're the number one seed coming out of the NIA bracket. They will face number four, Florida Memorial. Then you have a 2-3 matchup, which is Wiley. Also at the Gold Coast Athletic Conference faces number three, Payne. So it'll be fascinating to see how this shakes up uh, in the NA tournament. And I'll uh, be able to give some updates. the plan to do a live show there uh, from the hotel or uh, on the facilities. So we'll see how we do that Thursday night uh, with y'all in the house. With that being said, let's go to our first break. We'll come back on the other side. Get into some baseball talk. We'll start with the Eastern Division, which seems to be pretty much locked up with Alabama State as they are cruising now. And I have a question for these, and you all out there following us so listen: listening, is Alabama State the team to beat uh, and going into the tournament as they have just, over the last couple of weeks, really taken a control of the Eastern Division. Uh, then we'll come back in the third, something talk a little bit about the West Division where maybe is doing the same. Uh, that matchup may be intriguing. We'll talk about that again on the other side. we will be right back after this first break.
2: T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash.
3: T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turn my injury to cash.
2: Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T Madnet Associates at eight three three PAID one two three. That's eight three three P A I D one two
1: three. This is Ryan Fulford, AD Drew, and I are co-hosts of the BCS Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related
2: to HBCU athletics, from the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories. We cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Rap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show.
0: Press the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they going to tell you if your team, if they want a lot, and want so, listen to so
1: professor, professor, yes, sir, yes, and pay attention. because he going to teach a lesson? This is Dr. Ville with Inside HBC Sports Lab. Uh, let me get you a couple of updates uh, in terms of what took place this past weekend. A um, couple of makeup games, a couple of rain-ups pushed back, but a lot of scores were taking place. As we said, we'll focus on the Eastern Division first in terms of this segment and getting you kind of caught up what's taking place there. Before I do that, let me tell you about the independent programs. Uh independent programs, North Carolina AT and the four in the Northeast Conference, formerly of the MEAC, uh, Delaware State, Maryland, Eastern Shore Conference State, uh, to talk about those programs are struggling in the Northeastern Conference, uh, AT, those teams are outside of the final uh six programs, if you would, so it's interesting. You have a little bit of Maryland, Eastern Shore trying to fight to see if they can maybe get in the Northeastern Conference, uh, but uh, we'll give you some updates to see how that plays out, to see if they can catch up on um, some scores, but they've struggled of late, so we'll focus a little more on SWAC in terms of what took place there, uh, a couple of these matchups, and give you some updates. If we have a little more time. We'll get in and give you those updates of what took place in Northeastern Conference, uh, as well as the the Colonial for A&T uh, out of that Colonial and Maryland Eastern Shore of Delaware State, as I said, um, in terms of what's taking place in the Northeastern Conference. Uh, with that being said, Arkansas Pabla uh, is going on a little bit of a run, They're playing some pretty good baseball, taking, uh, taking advantage of the schedule they did last week, come back, Alcorn State, see if they can put a squeeze and maybe push Southern, depending on what Southern is. Prairie View will give you that score as well. Uh, but, again, I told you I want to focus on the East, so we're going to start with Bethune-Cookman. They had four games this weekend against Alabama a One of those games was rained out from earlier, and they were able to get it in, so a double hitter on Saturday. But they start on Friday. Bethune-Cookman gets a win over Alabama a six to 6-2 on a Friday matchup. Jackson State goes down to Tallahassee, gets one on Friday, as they are uh, moving uh, uh, after taking two out of three last week. See what they're doing. We said, keep your eyes on this one. They get the first one, eight and seven. Fam, you are struggling in terms of what is taking place with them over the last couple of weekends. And so Friday, they could not get it right. Alabama State is just pounding Mississippi Valley. This is the game we said Can Valley get one? It didn't start out that way on Friday, 15 and one in terms of that matchup. Let's get into well, those are Saturday scores. Let me start it off, excuse me, in terms of Friday. Uh, where you had Bethune Cookman pounding Alabama AM 11 0. Uh, FAMU starts out on Friday, I should have said, uh, with a 10 5 win over Jackson State. Uh, and you had Alabama State that still pounded Valley, which will continue, as you just heard earlier, as they started out beating Valley 18 to 5. You saw the Saturday scores. Let's go back in here to Sunday and talk about how things finished up. Alabama State gets the sweep as they defeat Alabama. Uh, Defeat Mississippi Valley State 14 to 1 for the Sunday matchup there. Uh, Jackson State is able to get two out of three as they win two straight games, defeating FAMU 10 to 7. And you have Bethune Cookman defeating uh, Alabama AM 14 to 9 in terms of what took place in those matchups. So they were able uh, to get quite a few games in there in terms of what took place in those matchups. So let me start with you, Charles. Uh, What do you think in terms of East Division? Your Jackson State Tigers, after some people wanted to put a little dirt on them, have gotten a little energy, a little light. Big win going on the road to Tallahassee. No matter what the family rallies are dealing with, uh, you got to worry about yourself. You take two out of three on the road in the sweat. That's a good weekend. I mean, uh, I might be one of them through dirt on the
2: Jackson State baseball, baseball team, especially after the Alabama State sweep. But uh, they've come back uh, two weekends in a row. Uh, they took two or three from Bethune Cooper, and now they follow it up with a big weekend against Florida AM and m where they take two or three uh, against rallies. And uh, to some extent, you see the Jack State bats. They've awakened. they are uh definitely been pounding the ball over the past couple of weeks. Uh, you take a look at uh, Saturday. They put up eight runs, and then they come back Sunday uh, with a, another big day Sunday in terms of putting up team runs. But, you know, uh, I talked with uh, A.D. Ashley Robson over the weekend, and he said, you know, uh, in terms of looking at the baseball team, uh, they've just dealt with a lot of injuries, uh, back-to-back seasons where they've dealt with uh, quite a few injuries. And just now they're starting to get a little bit more healthy, and we're starting to see that play out uh, on the diamond now. Jackson State, they're number three in the swag at hitting. Uh, They're batting 309 thus far on the season.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Any of the other matchups stood out for you in terms of the the, uh, Eastern division?
2: I think everything else went according to plan. I mean, when you start taking a look at uh, 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 Alabama State uh, in terms of what they did, you asked the question, could Valley get one? Uh, uh, Alabama State slammed the door shut on that completely. Uh, Honestly, taking a look at that East-West matchup with Alcorn, UAPB is is an intriguing team to me. we saw they took two or three, and I know we'll talk about the West, but they took two or three uh, against Southern at one point in time this season. But uh, really this past weekend, uh, they smashed all corner round, uh, putting up 19 runs on, on Saturday. So, you know, anytime you, you get those double-digit runs like that, it just kind of catches your eye. So uh, that was a couple things uh, that happened over there in the Swack East. Uh, but Phil Cookman, they held served versus Alabama AM. Alabama AM has really faded over the past few weeks, so – uh, in terms of you know dumping dirt on a on a baseball team right now it would probably
1: be Alabama in. I see what you're trying to do there. They do have that matchup on Wednesday with Jackson State travels was the pine bluff Arkansas saw the UAB golden line. So you know trying to take a little bit of the East West action in there to see about that game. You could have just went there. I I, I that's what <laughs> slide though I like that I like that let me let me go back with you, Mike. In terms of the East Division, uh, give you a little um, <laughs> thought process in terms of what's taking place there. Alabama State twenty-one to three. They've won six straight. Bethune Cookman uh, has righted the ship. It looks like it as they've won three straight. They're sitting in second now, as they kind of dip back before the action this past weekend uh, at sixteen to seven. And behind, behind them are FAMU and M, the Rattlers at seventeen to eight. Jackson State after this past weekend looks like they're secured themselves in that fourth spot. We tried to make it interesting maybe with Valley uh, as things uh are tightening up a little bit, but with the sweep of Alabama State over Valley and Jack State able to get 10, two out of three. It looks like they've solidified themselves. They've won two straight. Your thoughts in terms of this East Division with uh these teams, Alabama uh and Alabama State here.
3: Well, I'll make it simple for you. It's 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 Alabama State right now, and everybody else. Yeah, uh, I, I remember we a couple of weeks ago we tried to man. Got to watch out for Valley. Valley gonna get one if you. Yeah, you know I think Valley's made it interesting. I'm surprised at what has happened with Alabama M. Three weeks ago they were in the middle of the East, and now look where they've fallen off. They've lost eight straight. That's what's been surprising. But Starting to do what we expect Bethune to do. However, they have. I'll see what they do against FAMU coming up this week. The the team that's surprising me, Jackson State. All of a sudden, they remember they can hit the ball. Yeah. Um, uh, all of a sudden, you look at their bat, their team batting average has has spiked up. But this was an engineering curve with a with a process. We'd be like, what the heck's going on? Uh, one of the things that concerns me with Jackson State, even though it looks like they've gotten that number four spot, is team pitching. Their team ERA is 7.0. That's giving up too many runs. So even though they look good going to the finish, how will they fare going into the tournament? But as far as the east, it's Alabama States to lose. We started the beginning of the year. They the pitching staff, we you were you know, we were wondering, man, what's what's going on? And all of a sudden, it just seems like they've leveled this team out. Um, and then if you look at you know, statistics, they have three of the top pitchers. Uh, in the league, and it was not Melendez, uh, Obey, uh, and a couple of others. Um, that they're they're firing on on all cylinders. So really, if you look at it, it's between a race between Bethune and 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 maybe even Jackson State to step up with their if their bats keep doing what they've been doing the last few games.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff,
3: Mike. Uh, sticking with you.
1: You know, we always have this discussion with the Eastern Division, West Division, East-West, if you would. Is it Alabama State's to lose, or do you are, are you hesitant to make that call this early in terms of the term?
3: Um, I'll be bold enough and say right now, the way they're playing, they're the best team. Um, I'm going based on well-roundedness. They're number two or three in the league in hitting and number number one or two in pitching. They'd say we're balanced. I think if they continue to play like they're playing, they're on a six, seven game winning streak. I really think it's their game to lose. And, and I say that that's predicated on they appear to have the most balanced pitching staff. If they can go in with that pitching depth into the playoffs and, and, and maintain that solid batting performance, I think it's theirs to lose and they don't lose the edge. Um, so that's, that's my perspective. I know that's a little bold, but I think it's Alabama States to lose right now.
1: You know, as, as we do with the T's in the business, you know, we are going to talk about the West Division and Grambling, but Charles, question to you, we'll ask this now, is it Alabama States to lose or do you have more to say about Grambling in the next segment?
2: No, I think, uh, Mike is, uh, right on, hit the nail on the head in terms of Alabama State, but let me introduce to you Albany State and the SIAC. We just got finished watching that tournament. Uh, you yep. talk about our team that was in control of everything, and here they are—not the SISC champion. Spring Hill took that, so uh, I would caution before I—I I yep. jump out there on the on the, on the Alabama State of uh, uh choo-choo train, if you will. Anything can happen in a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. That is true. we will
1: be right back after this break as we're going to allow the choo-choo trade take place will come back. Choo choo! On the other side, Sigwald will be right back after the second break. no no Come on, him. Ooh, I like him.
2: The Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight.
3: He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper.
2: Now you can live in Texas and not have a good red meat blend. Texas Cowboy Dust is designed for steak and other red meats. It's out to be my most popular spice blend made with onions, peppers, ground mushrooms, pink salt, and other spices. Texas Cowboy Dust also goes great with chicken, pork, vegetables, and adds a restaurant-quality sheen to gravies and sauces. It's
3: like a loot machine. Don't down, to get it
2: down. Vanilla smoked sea salt seasoning is for seafood. The tarragon and fennel bring out the natural sweetness in seafood. I also use it in rice dishes, on yams, asparagus, blueberry pancakes, and believe it or not, chocolate chip cookies. Vanilla smoked sea salt adds a salty and savory component to sweet dishes that create a symphony for the time.
0: with the if you know them like I know them They're going to tell you if your team If they want to a yeah, about, about
1: So listen to Professor Yes sir And pay attention Because he going to teach a lesson This is Dr. Cavill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab With Mike Watson and Charles Bishop As we get into it Let's just break down the Grand State Western Division uh And then we'll get into those matchups Of what's taking place here We'll start with the top, as we did in the East Division. Grandland State, 17-5. They're strutting the muscles a little bit as victories, big victories over the last three weeks, including uh, taking two in the series against Texas Southern. The third game was washed out, so they've won two straight. Texas Southern, uh, because of what Southern did to Prairie still remains in the second spot at 13-7, although they've lost two straight now. Prairie View is in third position, but they've lost seven straight games. Uh, They've hit the skids 14-9, and and they've actually allowed Southern to get back in the race at uh, 12-9 with four straight wins. Uh, With that being said, we've kind of buried Arkansas Pine Bluff, but they're in the mix uh, to some degree uh, at 9 and 15 in terms of what they've done on the win column, but they're so far back on the loss column, shouldn't really see a problem there, but Credit to them, and I wanted to get this out. They've won five straight, including two against Southern, uh, and then the sweep against Allcorn State. That sits at the bottom of three in three and twenty-two, lost ten straight. That is struggling at this time. Let's get back in and give you some of these scores before I come back and ask your thoughts on what took place this uh, weekend out of the SWAC uh, in terms of these matchups and mix-ups that were going on, uh, starting with Friday, as we do. Uh, Grammar jumped out of the gate. Classic game between Grandma State and Texas Southern. I got over for this game um, at the ballpark, if you would. Uh, one big inning really did it in for Texas Southern. In uh, the fifth inning, they scored six, including a grand slam. that ultimately became the difference in the game. Texas Southern fought back. Uh, actually, had the uh, winning run at home plate and a run on first and second. The Grambling gets out of the ballgame and wins 10-8 to, to get it done, to get a little bit of that momentum as they push forward. You have Prairie View that has the lead but can't hold on to them. They play Southern close, but they can't get over the hump, it seems like it. Uh, and they lose 3-2 on Friday in terms of what takes place there. Uh, and because of the rainout, you didn't have the other matchup. So those push to Saturday. As we get into the Saturday action, that's where you see Arkansas Bluff catching their muscle and playing some pretty good basketball. this time, they really beat up on all State. 4-19, uh, defeating them 19-2. They come back and win a closer game, but they get it done, 6-3 over the Braves. Come back, Prairie View's game, we're actually going to play four, uh, uh, but they were rained out in terms of the doubleheader they were going to try to get in on Saturday between uh, Southern and Prairie View at that time, you thought maybe it was a good omen for Prairie View, but we'll see what takes place on Sunday as they play two instead of just playing the one to try to get in the four games. Um, and you have Gramlin actually pounded Texas Southern 29 in terms of yep. that matchup on evening. Sunday comes and the Texas Southern and Gramlin game got rained out. It probably was a good thing, maybe, for Texas Southern the way Gramlin was getting a hold of them. Uh, but you are able to get in the two games in Baton Rouge. Southern takes it to Prairie View again, winning eleven to four in terms of that matchup, and uh, they win the second game eleven to three in terms of what took place in those matchups. Getting it done there, Arkansas Pine gets the sweep as well as Southern as they defeat Alcorn State eleven to five in terms of those matchups to taking place. So uh, tough matchup and a lot going on there in terms of what took place there. So let me stick with you, Mike, in terms of the Western Division. You heard the scores. You see the record. What were your biggest outcome and
3: thoughts on this past weekend, particularly in the Western Division? Take, takeaways. Uh, two or three takeaways. You know, you'd like to think that Southern's on the up and up based on what they did to purview, but they lost three or four the week before to Pine Bluff. Not mm-hmm. that Pine Bluff is, is – is the, the the basement team, but they their performance just hasn't dictated, and those were decisive games. And then, you know, you want to say Texas Southern, you look at where they are, they're number two or three in batting. Um, however, they're, you know, their pitching is yeah. in the basement, and they've had a couple of opportunities to win games, and they just couldn't hold the lead. So is it pitching? Is it discipline? Lost opportunities? Um, and, you know, you asked me in the East, you know whose team is it? That's why you know I chose Alabama State at least at this point because the teams you know they're battling. It's about opportunities in arms and who can have the best set of arms at that moment. You know, right now you got Grambling sitting at the top, but they've had some they've had some key losses as well. I mean, you know, they've had some good wins. They beat Alcorn State. They beat Southern. Uh, they lost the you know they they had a good series against Purview. Uh, so they, they appear to be playing best right now at the end of the season. So I give the edge to Grambling, but with the West, it's about lost opportunities and the ability to hold leads. And that'll be key in the playoffs. You know, you're starting to see it manifest itself now. Uh, but I, I don't know if I would, you know, looking at statistics and past performance, I don't know if I would trust per view, looking at how they've done lost seven in a row, Southern's kind of up and down. So, Right now, I give the edge to Grambling based on what I've seen, but that's not a confident boot of confidence, to be honest. Who can you trust right now? <laughs> hey,
2: that's a good question. Who, who can you trust right now? I mean, the only team out there that you could trust, trust is Alabama State. But, right. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's the tough. I mean, I, I mean, I think your takeaways are uh, dead on point. I mean, uh, when you take a look at this series coming in uh, on paper, I thought it was uh, Texas Southern's to t- to have, but uh uh you talk about Texas Southern with the number two uh pitching staff in the SWAC, uh they're uh, they're right behind Alabama State in terms of team ERA. Uh but Gramlin pounded them this weekend. And yeah, uh, you know, when you talk about outslugging Texas Southern, they're the number two hitting team in the SWAC and Grambling out them this weekend. Uh 10-8 win on Friday and they come back with a 20-piece. A twenty-piece yeah. on Saturday. Uh, that's bad practice. Some, yeah, that's bad practice. You talk about some missed opportunities. That's fungo time uh, for when you take a look at what they did Saturday. So, yeah, tough weekend for Texas Southern baseball.
1: Uh, it's a, it's amazing what Bramley is doing at the plate. I mean, they're putting up some runs and uh, really pounding that baseball. You know, so they're a team to watch to see can anybody cool down those bats. Uh, And you thought it was going to be Texas Southern, particularly on the road. They said, no, not so fast. Watch this. They got it done. Talking about the Western Division, um, obviously, we had this uh, discussion in the forum that we have on the Black College Sports Network when we discuss shows and keep everybody updated with the information out there. Rest in peace. Prayers go out to the family by the blue. Uh, but uh, was not aware. You know, you think you had this information or what? Not aware that he spent a year at Southern University uh, in terms of that before he took uh, on his career and obviously won the three World Series with the Oakland A's. Um, and you go back between the days I was growing up, life would have it that ultimately I'd fallen in the footsteps of my father and grandfather in terms of becoming a member of Alpha Alpha fraternity. I remember those Pittsburgh Steeler Pirates. Uh, with the black and gold, black and yellow hats on. But the other team that was really excited for me, particularly in the American division, was the Oakland A's. Yeah. I remember when everybody was in yeah. these jerseys, and you were particular before we really got into the jerseys, it was the Nike and the different shoes you are going to wear in those baseball caps. And uh, the Oakland A's were one of those baseball caps that you had to get on. And oh, part yeah. Part of that was because uh, Reggie... Jackson, obviously, in terms of now with the Astros and then with the Yankees coming, Mr. October is a team you follow, uh, but Vida Blue in terms of what he's able to do on the mound, along with Astros and some of those uh, black pitchers that you had out of there. uh, Oil coin boy coming out of the Red Sox is another one that you kind of catch on because at the time he had some black pitchers that you could get excited about and follow, not so much these days. Uh, Obviously, my dad had me hooked on the Dodgers and you could get Atlanta Braves, as Charles is a big fan of, in terms of TBS. Uh, but that took me back, and to find out that connection with HBCs is always fascinating to do that. So uh, I really wanted to make sure we got that out of there and it just kind of jarring yeah. it well, looking yeah. at the Western Division. You want to add to that, Charles?
2: Yeah, quick story. I mean, my dad was uh, – I mean, my, my love of baseball comes through my father. My, my father was a huge – uh, by the blue fan, as well as Bob Gibson. Those were his guys. He had a right hand and had a left in. And uh, for me, uh, growing up <laughs> uh, in Jackson with the double uh, the A team for New York Mets, Jackson Mets, uh, MLB used to have a showcase that came around and I, I had an opportunity to meet the great Willie Mays uh, when he came to Jackson as well as by the blue. So those uh, two memories that uh definitely stick out for me, but uh, you know, and, and I, and I, I joke with Tugalu's coach, Uh, earl sanders about this uh you know uh my dad had those guys but earl sanders was that for me for jackson state so i always uh, throw that in there in terms of uh, earl sanders uh place in my life in terms of uh growing up uh, watching baseball playing baseball uh uh, those are some tremendous memories and it all came flooding back with the passing this past
1: week of vital Blue. good stuff good stuff mike any final our
3: thoughts that you want
1: to share
3: on on the before we go into this last break? Yeah, you know, similar to that, I kind of grew up. You know, my my folks were big Bob Gibson fans. Of course, you know, I had the chance to see baseball quite a bit, and you know, my you know, I was heavy into baseball then. And my folks used used to wake me up talking about Bob Gibson. You want to be Bob Gibson? You got to get up. You can't, be, <laughs> you, you can't be Vita Blue. And I had a big pick a poster of. Uh, two Oakland A's, Vital Blue, and, and later uh, Ricky Henderson. Ricky Henderson. Uh, so those those were two of my favorites just growing up. You just remembered that name, Vital Blue. And, you know, most, You know, I saw the chat in the chat line. You know, my parents always made sure that I knew which baseball players went to HBCUs. He was one of them, of course. So uh, big, big plan, and, and it's just kind of surreal that he's gone uh, at the age of 73. Mm-hmm.
1: Well stated, great comments and important comments added by both of you all just in terms of adding that humanistic component of it. Rest in peace. blue. With that, let's go into our last break. We'll come back on the other side, give you some BCSN updates. We'll give you the updates that they weren't able to do on Sunday night. We'll give you the rankings, if you would, from Black College Sports Network. Uh, sports wrap with Brian and AD. We're going to give you that input to make sure that we can get this on the record and get it out there as this was released. We'll see your thoughts on this on the other side a- as we get into chopping it up with these top five programs. Stick with me right back after this last break.
2: The Cuvay Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a Certified Constant Contact Specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvee.
3: Since 2002, Empowerment Resources Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties through its programs: Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens
0: Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them. They gonna tell you if your team if they wanna loud, yeah. And about, so about. listen to Professor Yes, sir. yes and pay attention because he gonna teach a
1: lesson. This is Dr. Deville with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles. Bishop. We're gonna get into these rankings. But before we did this, I want to give a shout-out to, to our lab listeners out there. Silas Edward McMorris, PVU. Chuck Hunt is always in the village. G-Boom Holly, he believes maybe it's the rain that has gotten to the bats at Prairie View uh, as they slow them down. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yeah, we need something because obviously it had not slowed down the softball bats, but you just never know. With that being said, shout out to Silas because he also put that information out there about by the blue, uh, as he says, uh, didn't realize that as well. Emma Price. From Daytona Beach, Theron Waters, Bethune Cookman. Hello, everyone, and HBCU Rand. Ricky Burton is in the house. Brandon King, Tennessee State, uh, giving some love in here in terms of what's going on. LaShawn Harris, uh, make sure he show you love. I got your message, LaShawn Harris. I will be getting in contact with you. So uh, just give me a moment. We'll see if we can schedule that as you are uh, going to provide some updates. I appreciate that. HBCU Heritage Center. It's in the house in terms of what's going on there. Willie, Willie Bolden is in there. g Holly says baseball was my sport growing up, watching the White Sox. That's right. Uh, always a good time. Holly was one of the first persons uh, where I could convince, and he loved to be out there. It wasn't hard to convince Holly, but we could go tailgate for the baseball games, man. Holly, we got to get back out there. It's been a weird year in terms of the rain and stuff like that. But, yeah, kudos. Man, we used to bring the pits on this, sneak behind the uh, the bat. Uh, before they built the new part of the park and everything, they had a little batting cage around there. And I thought I was doing my thing. I parked the car snug against that little batting cage. Ball popped over just perfectly and hit. This is when I had the Lexus. Uh, man, hit the bottom of the windshield. Sat right in there in the car window, man. I had to go get, spend my extra money in it insurance to get my window fixed. But that's a <laughs> different story there. For those following us on YouTube, shout out to HBC Band Talk. Edwin Moore, I appreciate the support in terms of and wanted to make sure. Shout out there. we will try to do a better job of making sure we mix it up between Facebook Live and YouTube. For all the wolves to get in there, kudos to that. With that being said, let's get in there. Of what you've been waiting for. We know that there's uh, still some baseball to be played out here, but uh, all of that for the NIA and NCAA Division II, what we call the mid-major division, is complete. So on that side, we can name a non-Division one, as Brian and AD likes to call it. Again, we refer to it as the mid-major. We can give you an update and actually name a champion. So think of this. I have a couple of teams outside of the hunt. I will jump with those. Winston-Salem State finished the season at 21 and 14. Jarvis Christian at 26 and 24. Yeah, Miles College at 19 and 21. Lane at 35 and 15. Albany State at 27 and 16. Some solid records when you talk about the uh, mid-major division. Getting into the top five where it gets good. Stillman is in at number five, 36 and 17, 15 and 12. 50.84 points. Remaining at number five as they close out the season. Remember, this is a ranking purely in terms of the computers, but not in regards to the voters like we do in the fall for football as well as the mid-major rankings we do for, uh, if you would, basketball, men's and women's. With that, let's go back to number four. We have Claflin. At 32 and 12, 18 and 4, that's 52.62 points. They fall to close things out as they were previous hold that three spot. They are down to number four. At number three, you have Tuskegee, 25 and 19, 18 and 6, 54 and 10, previous ranked two. So they slide a spot as well as they lose in the championship game. But Bowie State winning the CIAA. Moves them up two spots from four as they close out things. The Bulldogs there at 35 and 14, 60.62. Finishing things in the two spot at number one. Edward Waters, as they get it done uh, at number one, and therefore become the 2023 non-Division One national champion, the Edward Waters University Tigers, Lady Tigers, down there in Florida, uh, Get it done in terms of winning the national championship. That's your rankings on that side of the thing at the division uh, one level. With that, Charles, uh, what are your thoughts in terms of the ranking for mid-major division, if you would? On hey, you softball, know I, I was reading it and I,
2: and I was thinking baseball, but once I started looking at and saw softball. Because I immediately
3: had some questions, but it. but it's softball. I yes, I was, I was, football. Football. I was like, <laughs> this case this cannot be baseball. <laughs> so hey, ball, man, in, sure it's on did. Some
1: point I'm with It's on point. Glad y'all realized that. I wanted what was going on in your face. I'm glad Rowan in the background quickly <laughs> pivot and make sure the pose got out there because you was all in. You scream, looking 20. i, I started <laughs> pulling things. I'm like, wait, I'm like.
2: Okay. What? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was like, softball. Hell, but, uh, okay. Yes. No
1: doubt, no doubt. So let, let me get in here in terms of giving you the top updates uh, with the five teams in the baseball side. Maybe okay. this will make a little more sense. I'm just going to go with the top five since uh, the season I finished uh, in terms of what's going on in that. So top five. Miles at 22 and 24, number five. At number four, you have West Virginia State at 28 and 20, 44.8 points. They remain at number four. And you'll get the refrain that things stay where they are. But number three, Talladega is 28, 18, and 1, 48.2. They come in as the NIA program out of the top five program, uh, coming in the top five. At number two, Savannah State, 33 and 12, uh, finishing at number two at this point uh, in this week. 5-7, uh, 49.35 points, and number one, Albany State thirty five and 10 uh, as they get it done at number one. Uh, because they needed to win the tournament, uh, which means that Spring Hill will get the automatic bid for the SIC, uh, Albany State will not make the tournament, and you see that they have decided, along with Savannah State uh, and Errol Waters, to participate in the Black College World Series for the Division Two sides, Fascinating to see what that looks like. Let's get into it in terms of softball, if you would. Let's see what that looks like uh, in terms of the top five programs. Should be fascinating because we have a week of the tournament. We'll talk a little bit more and give you more updates in terms of what that looks like. Uh, we told you in terms of those scores that were going on in the SWAC as they actually started the day. Remember, the MEAC only takes the top six teams, so they start playing uh, in terms of what that looks like uh, tomorrow as well as track is started off. Uh, Top three games have been played. You have Alabama State that will be playing tonight. Uh, But With that being said, to say it again and just give you this update for those that tuned in, uh, in terms of the opening game, you had uh, Bethune-Cookman defeating Texas Southern 6-0, shutting them out. Uh, the second game features Grambling and FAMU. Grambling gets it done, getting their first win in the tournament sometime. Uh, kudos to them. Giving you an indication of maybe what's taking place in the West. So they win 3-1 over FAMU. Uh, you go to the third matchup of the day. You have FAMU uh, Prairie View with a close one over Jackson State, winning 2-1 in terms of that matchup. Uh, they jumped out 2-0. Uh, Jackson State was able to Scratch that zero, and get on the board, but could not do more than that. And then you have the late Alabama State game that has played for six. But you've had little rainouts that have played uh, some weather games. So we'll see how that goes, and we'll make sure you get those updates in terms of the show on Thursday. With that, in terms of the top five and number five, Brown State, 30 and 20 and one. And number five and number four, you have Norfolk State out of the MEAC, 24 and 21. They finished in the second spot as they will have the two seed abide in the MEAC tournament while Grambling we just heard the score they had as the SWAT takes the top 18, top four out of the East, top four to the West. Uh, at number three comes in at, at Alabama State, 29 and 19, uh, 58.89 points. At number two, Morgan State, that won uh, the MEAC is sitting in at number two overall uh, with 62.04 points. And number one, 26-18, 67.73 points uh, as they come into the tournament and do get that opening game win. As they, all those teams remain in the winning bracket, it will be interesting to see what that looks like. Let's close it out with the last poll of the day, getting into the Division I, a major division as we like to talk about it, baseball. I'm intrigued at what's taking place here uh, in terms of those matchups. We'll talk about the top five programs. Uh, at number five, Grambling State sits in at 22 and 22, at 500 after uh last couple of big weekends of baseball uh, moving forward. At number four, yeah, Florida A&M, 22 and 22. Still over them, 57 to 80. Interesting to see as FAMU is falling off. They dropped two spots, but they didn't do enough uh, to – have Grambling overtake them in terms of the loss. At number three, Texas Southern, 27-17, uh, 58.09. I'm going to ask Roy a little bit about, I mean, uh, in terms of AD, a little bit about his computer rankings, as y'all like to ask me. Uh, but we'll see what y'all thoughts on there as Texas Southern moves up three spots. Number five, although they had a tough weekend against the Grambling team. Number two, yeah, Bethune Cutman sitting at 23-22. and 22. They rebounded with some big wins this past weekend. they move up a spot from number three and number one. Not a lot of questions here, I'd imagine. Alabama State, 33-15, 71-57, and number one. Let's just talk about the poll rankings for baseball. I don't think a lot of questions in terms of softball as we're up against it. But with that being said, go to you, Charles. What are your thoughts in terms of the baseball poll rankings this week? I can't argue too, too much uh,
2: with the poll breakers, especially uh, if you're going to start with Alabama state and work your way down. Uh, uh, I think from that standpoint, I go back to the question. I asked uh, a few minutes earlier, who can you trust going down the stretch in terms of uh, baseball teams? Uh, Grandma state uh, huge uh, weekend this past weekend against Texas Southern Jackson state with a little momentum now that they beat the Florida teams two out of three past couple of weekends. And, uh, uh, you take a look at uh, what's happening in the West. Like I, I mentioned with Grandma, uh, uh, they took care of business against Texas Southern. Uh, who can you trust going down the stretch? Uh, any team that
1: is not named Alabama State? Good stuff. Good stuff. Mike, what are your thoughts in terms of the baseball poll? You look like Charles uh, led AD
3: off easy. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, let me let me just one thing on, I know you said baseball, but softball, it should be Alabama State in the view. Morgan State, (laughs) sorry. Uh uh. No, there's no way that Morgan, there's no way. Ain't no way. (laughs) So they bad, their team bad average is 240. Alabama State softball team is 330, 320. Oh, c- come on, c- what are we looking at here? <laughs> so what, what's the deal? So, yes, it should be uh, review number one, Alabama State two. Morgan State's a couple of ways down. I know they finished number one in the MEAC. Going on baseball, I agree with what CB said. It's Alabama State. Who else can you trust? The only other problem is you ranked te- or they ranked Texas Southern b- above Grambling State. I take it that they didn't look at this loss, these two losses that Texas right. Southern. Can't be to this weekend, yeah. Yeah, I take it. So that's my <laughs> assumption. But even with that, I would still <laughs> rank. Uh, you could argue that Gremlin State's, you know, a hair above Texas Southern, but uh, right now, I don't know who to trust in that West. It, right now, for me, it's Alabama State. They're number one, and then you know Bethune's playing okay. But I mean, who who else you gonna go with? What other horse you gonna go with? <laughs> i
1: love it when you talk about that uh depending on your travel schedule mike don't uh, see if i can get uh you on brian and ad with sports rap on sunday night uh, fascinating i'd like to see that mixture go in talk about this pole record that should be fun
2: <laughs> go ahead y'all and I'll do before we close out, I do want to mention this. Uh, and it is a bit on a somber note, but uh, a Grandma Knight, Urban Walker II, uh, uh, was a victim of uh, uh, the mass shooting this past weekend in, in yep. Allen, Texas. Uh, I do want to mention that uh, uh, if you, uh, there is a GoFundMe page uh, uh, for uh, uh, Mr. Walker, uh, but not only is he a, a alumni of Grandma, he's also a member of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. also Alpha Phi Alpha.
3: Alpha. Yep.
2: This yeah. day. So I did um, want to make, make mention of that before we got out of here. I certainly appreciate
1: yeah. that um, hospitalized, didn't lose his life, but still right. fighting right. for his health, as you yeah. imagine. Um, it's just uh, a tragedy for so right. many folks that we can't figure out a way to do a better job of protecting the people of this country. But uh, it's more than what we can Figure out on this show in terms of those that are, are in power, but certainly doesn't mean that we can't talk about and discuss our concerns of what's taking place, right? and, and even more side making sure that we provide uh, thoughts in terms of those involved, and not just in terms of thoughts and prayers going beyond that. With that being said, the meet act softball tournament. I did want to get this in. They're on ESPN Plus of uh, the women's uh, softball for the SWAC on the SWAC Digital Network. With that, that'll do it for us. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from Inside the Lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. No guest today, but we will have a guest in terms of Dr. Paul Bryant on Thursday. It's going to give us some updates and. In- terms of the magic city classic we talked about the business side of sports all the time on the show talked about some updates in terms of what's taking place in that classic uh we had mo carter to come in and provide uh, some media perspective of what's taking place there and give us some updates in that we're going to go straight to the source in terms of the ad uh dr paul bryant he'll come on the show so checking us out we'll get that information out there as he will be on the show on Thursday. So we look forward to being able to give you some updates and that information. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. mills Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday right here at six o'clock. I'll be on the road to Montgomery, give you some updates on what's taking place there. Uh, and we'll get these gentlemen, in terms of their schedule, getting them on board to bring you back and give you some hot takes. We'll give you some updates on what's taking place in SWAT as we're in the uh, the tournament side and we we'll are be passing on some trophies and remember you also have the track and field tournament in the MEAC as well so it'll be fascinating to see what kind of times are we got out of there. We saw Alabama State on the men's side, Prairie on the women's side get it done so we'll see what they do in the MEAC. Follow me, Dr. on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. It's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A C-A-B-I-L. Again, that's D-R K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A C-A-B-I-L. Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. Inside the HBC Sports Lab on YouTube and Facebook, like, subscribe. Make sure you download my JBN, my BCSN, as we continue to put in the work. Shout out to Black College Sports Network in terms of the work they did with the SIC. They gave us a chance to see the visuals that we like to talk about when we bring you all the sports, particularly from the Division Two side. So it's a great opportunity to make sure that you not only get to hear about it from us, Read about it from HBCU Game Day, HBCU Sports, but you got to see it live right here on PCSN, the network, my JBN. So make sure you download to be able to keep up with the latest and greatest news. Follow uh, Orange and Green as they will give you the strike zone, as they will, OG, I uh, should say, as they will give you the updates on FAMU. Obviously, on Saturday, you will get some insight from Carlos Brown. On Southern, and lately, he's been getting some great information on the business side, if you would, in terms of getting a perspective from Coach Petaway, former uh, Hall of Fame basketball coach, if you would, at Alabama AM. and then you're also getting some insight from an athletic director perspective as well. With that being said, Dream Big continue to move forward. We'll talk with you soon. Make sure on Sunday you close things out of your week uh, to get Brian and AD a sports wrap. We'll talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Mike? Lecture. Dismiss